All right, it's the guilty burden for me, honey. It is the guilty burden for me, boo. Because, baby, welcome back to another episode of The Undisputed Politics with your boy, Robert Wilson Jr., coming to you straight out of the Mississippi Delta, sharing all of my views and opinions on everything politics, pop culture, all of the things, girl. And today's episode is a special episode where I'll be having a discussion on the verdict in the Tory Lanez trial. Um, as you know, Tory Lanez was charged and tried for a shooting that happened back in 2020, where he had allegedly shot Meg the Stallion in the foot. And y'all, he is guilty. The jury has come back and said he is guilty on all counts, baby. All counts. We're gonna break it all down on this episode of Us in Politics, which we're Robert Wilson. So let's get it. Let's go. Welcome to the Undisputed Politics Podcast. A young activist, Robert is coming to you from a small town in the Mississippi Delta, Greenwood, Mississippi. He started this podcast to share raw, unfiltered views on issues affecting black and brown communities around the country. From DC to Hollywood, Robert is bringing you the funk with his thoughts on the latest in pop culture and political news. So buckle up and join us on this ride. Feel free to join Robert in the conversations on Twitter and listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. All right. So as you guys know, I I haven't talked about this situation on this podcast. Um, And if you follow me on social media, you know I have pretty much talked about on social media how I would not be discussing this trial Simply because the main reason I didn't want to discuss it is because I wanted to wait until we got a verdict. Because at the beginning, I was tired of arguing with people. I was tired of going back and forth with misogynistic people who wanted to bring up her Meg Thee Stallion's sex life. I was tired of arguing with people who wanted to say she was lying because this, that, and the third. I was tired of arguing with people who believe anything they see on the internet because you had people like academics um, who I just can't stand. He's 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 like the damn prince of misog- black men, black male misogynists. And so I can't stand him because he always going at a woman. He always putting out some fake false information he always out here getting black people stirred up over bullshit and in this particular case i didn't like people like him because they were they they were fishing for anything to try to say meg stag was lying and it was like they was grasping at the air quite honestly because a lot of the different situations a lot of the different things that were being said were pissing me off now, y'all know how I do. I like to break things down with the facts. So, of course, I'm going to read a little bit from an article just to kind of give you guys the facts of things. Um, this is from the AP. From the AP, which is pretty much where most people get their news, most reputable news sources and things like that get their stuff from. Um, so, th- now, this is from yesterday. When jury yesterday, which was Thursday, when jurors were first, when the trial first concluded and the jurors went into deliberations, um, the jury was comprised of seven women, five men. So it was 
pretty diverse in that aspect as it relates to gender. Um, pretty much, um, okay, so yeah, pretty much, um, Tory Lanez was on trial for discharging a firearm with gross negligence, assault with a semi-automatic firearm, and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Um, it could, those counts could go up to 22 years in prison. And of course he would be facing deportation back to Canada. Um, and obviously he pleaded, he pleaded not guilty. Um, his defense throughout the trial was pitiful. Um, just reading from this article, um, Y'all know Meg the Stallion. Her name is Meg. Her real name is legal. Her legal real name is Megan Pete. Um, pretty much, she testified that Lane, that Tory Lanez fired a good handgun at the back of her feet and shouted for her to dance as she walked away from the car in which they had been riding in the Hollywood Hills. And this was back in 2020. Um, she did have a surgery to remove fragments from her feet. Now, in the closing arguments, the prosecutors emphasized the courage it took for Megan to come forward and face the vitriol that she has faced since 2020. And we all know the vitriol she's faced. We've had celebrities who supposedly are unfollowing her on social media platforms and different things like that, um, being shady towards her because people are saying she's lying. You have people like Drake who want to be petty and make pretty much diss her in, in songs. You have people out here like academics that want to come at her on social media and call themselves trying to drag her air quotes. Um, it's just so, so much going on with this case to the point where you knew that quite honestly, I felt like it, it mentally was doing something to her because you got to look at the fact that this girl, one, she lost her mother. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I can't really, I can't, I don't know when it was, but it was recently. Um, she lost her mother recently over the last couple of years, and she just graduated college. And so, when you put all that into perspective, this girl is trying to celebrate her graduation from college and all this other stuff, and celebrate being a successful black woman. And yet she's having to deal with this vitriol because she came out and said that a man shot her at the back of her foot. You have people out here saying that she was lying because she was having sex with him and um, all this about um, her and her friend were having sex and her friend kept, and we're going to get into that. Oh, trust and believe, I'm going to get into the friend. You had people saying that her her best friend Kelsey was the one that shot her, and they would they would they both of them was in was in love was was fucking around and fooling with Tory Lanez, and that's the reason why Megan was originally mad and all of that stuff. The problem I have with that, you're talking about a woman who was in a song called "Wet Ass Pussy" with Cardi B. If she wasn't ashamed for that, now I'm not saying now me personally, I'm not saying that she should be ashamed for that. But if she wasn't ashamed for being in a song with Cardi B singing about wet ass pussy, what would make anybody think that she would be ashamed at the fact that if her if it allegedly if her and her friend Kelsey was both fucking Tory Lanez, 
and it got out there that they was fucking and all this other stuff. What make you think that that would be something that she would be embarrassed by? And this is the same woman that was in a song called Wet Ass Pussy. Like, be for real. Be for real. Like, the, the math, it's just not mathing. And, like, I don't understand the people that would, that they are so deep in misogyny that they would even try to make that math math. That's like one plus one equals two, and y'all trying to make one plus one equals to three. It don't make sense. But let me keep it moving. Um, So pretty much um, Tory Lane, like I said, Tory Lane's lawyers allegedly, they, they tried to make it, they tried to pretty much paint um, they tried to pretty much paint Meg out to be, they, they tried to slut shame her pretty much. Um, tried to make it seem, like I said, like they were, like her and Tori were fucking and uh, Tori was also fucking the friend Kelsey and just a whole bunch of bull crap. Um, pretty much, uh, like, like I said, he denied being the shooter. You had an eyewitness and that was in the case. Um, the eyewitness said that he originally saw a woman, sh- a woman with a gun, but then he also said that he saw a man and he was holding something in his hand and he saw flashes that looked like it was from a gun. Obviously, from the other evidence that was in the case, um, you had things like DNA on the gun, different things like that that came back inconclusive, different things like that. I'm going to break this down for the DNA purposes. For people that don't understand DNA, when you, and this is for anybody, I'm not, I'm not, at this point, I'm not even talking about the Tory Lane's case. You, I'm talking about in general, and this for like this for anybody. If you now, I'm not encouraging nobody to go out and commit no crimes and different things like that. But please don't be stupid. Please be educated. Please be smart. When it comes down to DNA, you're gonna have two things. It's either gonna be incl- inconclusive, or it's gonna find some type of DNA is going to be conclusive. When they say it's inconclusive, what they are saying is that there wasn't enough DNA on the particular weapon to go back to anybody in particular. Now you have people saying, well, oh, they said the DNA that was on there came back to a woman. It would have been a woman. Okay. At the end of the day, that still doesn't justify the fact that the gun was in the car, the fact that you have witnesses saying that he did it, the fact that after the fact he apologized for doing it, and then all of a sudden months later, he, he want to say he apologized for fucking both, both of the friends and all that other misogynistic ass bullshit he was trying to come out and say which was all lies because why would you the next day apologize for fucking both friends what what sense that make you you apologize for shooting her literally that's what you was apologizing for but like i said months on down the line when he saw that you know misogyny was taking root and 
he found a way for him to have his story backed up. Obviously, the best thing to say was, oh, yeah, uh, I was apologizing for fucking both friends. Because pretty much you boosting your, he was boosting that ego. He was boosting that toxic masculinity, that toxic, toxic masculine ego that I have talked about so many times on this show where black men feel like they can do whatever and say whatever with no accountability. In this instance, he pretty much wanted to slut shame, like I said. He wanted to turn this situation into a situation where Megan was going to be a slut and the jury was not going to support her because she is a slut. You see this all the time. And you mostly see it in cases of rape, sexual assault, domestic violence. You see it in those type of cases often, particularly against black women. You see it in these cases where the men will say th- the, the defense is like, oh, well, you know, she deserved to be raped because she dressed a certain way. She she had she pretty much had multiple sexual partners, so I felt like, you know, she deserved to be raped. You see it in cases of domestic abuse where you have men that that'll 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 feel like she deserved to be abused because she didn't follow the man as the, the head of the household. She didn't do as I said. She was a whore. A stripper. Women who do sex work. So I deserve, she deserved for me to whoop her ass. Beat her up. You see it a lot in those type of situations. Now, granted, Megan the Stallion situation was a little bit different. But it's disgusting to have to be in a court trial and all your laundry, your, your sexual laundry is out there for the world to see. Who you been having sex with, who you been dealing with, because the, the they want to paint you out to be some type of whore. And that's the reason why you can't be trusted, because you're whore. But I'm glad that that jury saw straight through that. And looked at the evidence. And the evidence points directly at Tory. Despite what people on social media. Despite the academics of the world. Who want to say such and such got paid for this. And who want to try to blame Jay-Z and Rock Nation. and I, They want to do everything but accept accountability. But that's what I've been telling y'all for the longest. There's a segment of black men who will continue to be the downfall of the black community because these are the type of people who do not want to accept accountability. White supremacy has gotten rooted into their very fiber of their very being. And so everything they do, they do it because they feel like they have some type of superiority. They feel like they are beneath being held accountable. They feel like they have some type of power that they do not have see as a black people as a people as a black community we have collective power
No one person has the power that they think they have. We see it when it happened to Kanye. We see it for Kyrie Irving. And somehow, that segment of black men who have low character, who have low moral values, think that everything they say out their mouth is right. They think that everything they say out their mouth is just. They think that everything they say out their mouth is what should be followed for the black community. And it's not. This is the same segment of men that hate gays. The same segment of men who lead who 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 are leading fatherless homes. The same segment of men who are out here killing other black men. The same segment of men who are out here beating on women. The same segment of men who are out here calling women bitches and hoes. This is the same segment of men who are doing all of those things. And yet, we supposed to give a damn about, <laughs> like, listen at this, y'all. Like, we, they, Tory Lanez them really want us to get, the people who follow Tory Lanez and his family really want us to give a damn at the fact that he took his young child out of school. Took his young child out of school, y'all. Took his child to this damn trial. And when they announced the guilty verdict today, his child bust out in tears at the fact that his daddy had to be locked up. And you literally have people out here thinking we supposed to give a damn about that? You took your child through that. You took your child through that. You should let your child go to school. You should have, matter of fact, you know what you should have did? You just should have never shot Megan in the foot. But it goes back to what I was saying about how these men don't want to accept accountability for anything. You want us to feel sorry for a situation you put yourself in. A situation you have control over. See, that's the reason why when I when it comes down to Black Lives Matter, when it comes down to all of these things, I don't do the whole black on black crime thing. I don't do that. Because nobody is out here talking about white on white crime. Nobody is out here talking about Hispanic on Hispanic crime. Nobody's out here talking about Asian on Asian crime. But they bring up black on black crime when it races races kill the same race every day. White people are killing white people. Asian Americans are killing Asians. Hispanics are killing Hispanics. The reason I don't like to talk about black on black crime is because the way I see it, you make a choice when you decide to indulge in the certain lifestyle that you indulge in. The majority of black on black crime come from gang related violence. It comes from hip hop or rap related violence pretty much the music industry. It comes from drug-related violence. Rarely, and there, well, I'm not going to say rarely, but a small number of murders and killings when it comes down to black-on-black, the in quotes, black-on-black crime 
it's things like, oh, I just got into an argument, so I just decided to kill him. Or accidental deaths. That's a small number. When you look at the majority of the black-on-black murder rapes and crimes that are happening, it's related to those three things I just talked about. Gangs. Rap and hip-hop beef. Like, come on now. Come on now. And so, that's the reason why I don't like to talk about black-on-black crime, because these are things that black these black men make a conscious decision to be involved in. You don't have to be a part of a gang. You don't have to beef with other rap artists and beef to the point where y'all got to kill each other. You don't have to beef with certain artists and and beef with beef over weed and territory. Because now we live in now we're living in times where marijuana is becoming marijuana and other I'm not gonna say well, yeah, just we just particularly marijuana is becoming legal in so many states. You ain't gotta sit up here and, and we, we why? And so I know I've kind of veered off topic or whatever, but it all relates to the misogyny of black men. I don't know where it started. I don't know how it started. I don't know how we got to this point in black culture where we have this segment of black men that are the way they are, but I resent it. I hate it. I resent it. I'm glad that my mother raised me to the point where I'm not that type of black person, that type of black man. I'm I'm a gay man. And there's a that that segment of gay that segment of black men that I'm talking about is the same segment of black men who feel like because I'm a black man I'm less than a man. But see, let me let me kind of toot my own horn a little bit. I have my own house where I pay my own rent. I go to work every day. I live alone. So I don't really, you know, venture out or anything like that with a spouse or anything like that. But I pay my own bills. When it comes down to issues that I care about, I'm very vocal. I vote. In my 26 years of life, I have not been arrested. I have not been charged, convicted of anything. Not even so much as of a speeding ticket. And so I'm proud of that. Because I'm proud of the young man that my mother raised me to be. My father raised me to be. See, they didn't raise me to be this type of man that has this hatred towards women. They didn't raise me to be the type of man who bullies people for being different. They didn't raise me to be the type of man that hates 
women. They didn't raise me like that. They didn't raise me to be the type of person like that. They surely didn't raise me to be this gun-toting gangster thug. They didn't raise me to be like that. And I'm not saying Tory's parents raised him to be like that. I'm not saying that. But it's a path that he chose. And so for him to now all of a sudden, well, the people that support him and his family and things like that, all of a sudden want us to give a damn about trying to trying to equate what he did to Meg the Stallion, trying to equate that to us, uh, the, the, a certain group, trying to say that we hate black men and all this. Come on now. We love black men. I love black men. I, I'm gay. I love black men. I love me a good black man. I love me a conscious black man. I love me a black man that loves women. I love me a black man that loves people despite their differences. I love me a black man who are respectful to people. I love me a black man that will stand up for what he believes in. That's the type of black man I love. I don't love a black man that's willing to shoot a woman in her foot. And instead of him taking accountability for that, he tries to go on this trial and slut shame this woman and try to put all her business out there about who she fucking and all of this other stuff that has nothing to do with the fact that he shot her in her foot. So, I'm happy that Tory Lanez has been found guilty. I look forward to seeing what his sentence will be. I personally would not be mad at him being deported. Go on back to Canada. Have fun. Period. And with that being said, I'm going to conclude this special episode of the Undisputed Politics with your boy Robert Wilson. That I just wanted to come live and I mean on tonight's podcast and just give y'all my thoughts on this situation with Tory Lanez and the verdict that has come out of it. I am team Meg the Stallion. I stand with Meg the Stallion. I stand with black women who have had to endure what Meg the Stallion has had to endure. And I hope that this verdict gives her some sort of peace because she needs it. So, like I said, that's all I have for this episode. Thank you guys again for tuning in to the Beauty Politics Podcast with your boy Robert Wilson. And we're out. If I could write a letter to heaven, I would tell my mama that I should have been listening. And I would tell her sorry that I've really been wilding. And ask her to forgive me because I've really been trying. And I would ask, please show me who been real. And get them from around me if they all been fake. It's crazy how I said the same. Prayer to the Lord, and I always get surprised about who he take. Man, I'm really thinking about dialing 911 till I free, cause they probably won't think it's that deep.